Welcome into the Fortress of Comic 2 podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kenny. And I'm Kylie. This is our best of 2019 episode. It's our show that we do. It's our big end of the year wrap up or early of the new year, I guess in this case, wrap up. where We're going to go over all the best stuff that we liked from last year, our comics, movies, TV shows of the year, things of that nature. So, uh, Mary. Yeah. 2019 was a good year for nerdiness, yes or no? I would think so, yeah. I think so too. Unless you're a DC fan, mostly though. Or Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. oh. 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 Let's not do that today. <laughs> I mean, do... we're we're going to. Oh. I'm, I'm giving you a heads up. We're going to. Oh, do you okay. not like it? What? No, I love. Oh, okay. oh I, I, okay. I loved it too. Okay. No, it's on. Just wanted to know if we were on the same page or not. Before we, before we get in, got into our list, I, I put down just a couple like big highlight things and like nerdiness or like the world of comics particularly of 2019 that i kind of wanted to just go over like starting for me with like the most boss move of of hickman ending the walking dead or not oh, hickman, yeah. kirkman sorry kirkman. kirkman ending the walking dead in the fashion that they ended the walking dead and of being like oh yeah this Surprise! book's coming out today by the way it's the last one there's that, no more that's the only way that kirkman knows how to do anything anymore is a surprise, surprise. Dude. hey new book surprise the the balls of that though dude like <laughs> I, i'm not even really a walking dead fan by any means but i i loved that so much just like oh yeah like the fact that they even solicited two issues that don't exist just to keep everybody off the scent like that that that's like one of the comics moments of the year for me of a book i wasn't even reading <laughs> yeah the balls of that actually made me want to read it so that's why i'm reading the compendiums so which one you on now two i'm i'm more than halfway done with that one it's been a minute but speaking of making, mixing up names, Hickman obviously is the other big thing. That was the other giant story of 2019 is Hickman's uh, just takeover of X-Men yeah. and all that ensued, which I'm sure will be talked about later throughout this episode. But I mean, that was that was huge, though. I mean, I mean, Hickman, I mean, obviously Hickman coming back to Marvel was a big enough story in, in its own right. But just for him to come take over the X-Men, which... You know, I guess it's debatable. A lot of people said the X-Men have been in kind of a shitty place the last couple of years for him to come just reinvent the whole fucking thing. I mean, they yeah, they weren't great. It, it's a very clear the reason that, like, Rosenberg might have been able to do a lot of the stuff he was able to do with X-Men and why that was so good was because they told him, hey, Hickman's going to come and erase everything. Yep. So, go ahead. Let's rip, rip the cigarette gem out of Juggernaut. And, yeah... Magic can be the dark child again. Which he literally for told us. So, two panels. For for more detail on that, go back and listen to our Matthew Rosenberg episode. Which I mean that for yeah, basically yeah, in his words, he said they basically were told do whatever you want because Hickman's gonna blow the whole thing up yeah, anyways. So, so okay. uh, the other big thing, Batman's 80th anniversary, which is really the only big DC thing, or at least thing worth mentioning in my mind of 2019, is Detective 1000, Batman's 80th anniversary. I don't feel like. It was as big of a push as Action 1000 was, but maybe just because Action did it first, I feel like DC pushed it a little harder. Because I feel like Action 1000 was a bigger deal. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I like Superman more as a character, so maybe it just felt that way to me. But I I like Batman more, and I I feel the same way. Okay. Because I feel like Detective 1000 came and went very quickly, whereas like Action 1000 felt more like a this is a thing that's happening more than just another book out on the shelf. It's a big huzzah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple other things. Uh, Doomsday Clock finally finished. It's a, it's official. It's over. Ah, oh, yay. 
Good lord. Only took <laughs> two years in one month. But we did it. Damn straight. So our first category is our discovery of the year, which is uh, an idea that Mary came up with to do on these shows, which is which I, I really enjoy because it's just like a all-encompassing. Like It can be whatever, just something that you did, did this year. Yeah, you did. Okay. So I'm going to start with you, Mary. What was your discovery of 2019? Uh, my discovery is actually of a, a YouTube person mm-hmm. uh, named Markiplier. Big streamer. Big streamer, yeah. Uh, I just I discovered him this year. That's my discovery. I didn't even know of his existence before this year, and he just brought me so much joy this year. Now, That's I don't follow my the, the the streaming guys, whatever. But he's like one of the biggest ones, though, right? Isn't oh, he's he? Huge. Okay. Yeah, he's huge. Okay. Yeah. What does he stream? It uh, it's a lot of games. Uh huh. Streams games. He just on came Twitch? out. Is uh, that what it is, or Twitch, is it on YouTube? YouTube. He, okay. He's fucking. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, he is fucking everywhere. He did uh, that. I did a pick one week. It was a, a heist with Markiplier, which was the choose your own adventure game on YouTube. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So that's my discovery is Markiplier. Kenny? Um, my discovery is actually barely last year even or 2019. It uh, The last few weeks, I picked up Dr. Afra finally. Oh, Dr. Afra's amazing. And yeah, I, I love that book. and Her solo series is yeah, weird. Yeah, okay. her, her solo series. I, I read... Because you read the Gillen Vader run, right? I read the first couple of trades of the Gillen Vader run. Okay. Um, and I'm rereading them now. That's just so, so good, that I, Because I did miss a lot of it. Give me that Disney Plus series right now of a yeah, Dr. Afra was Yeah, that was the rumor. I was... Uh, Animated or live action, I'll take whatever you'll give me. Like, yeah. give me that show immediately. Yeah, so that's that was definitely my discovery was finally picking up the solo series. Does Gillen write her solo series too? No, not no. Well, he did. Okay, at the beginning, yeah. And, okay, but, he, but now I believe it's Cy Spurrier. Okay, that sounds right. Took it over. Charles Soule hasn't taken that one over yet. <laughs> <Not> no, yet. <laughs> give him time. Doctor Afra is a great character, dude. It's it's one of the better like I don't know that that was the first like outside of the movie Star Wars characters that really hit with me like people love ahsoka and i'm not like anti-ahsoka by any means whatever but i didn't yes, connect to that said. i didn't connect <laughs> to that character in a way that a lot of other people did or whatever like ezra's cool and stuff like dr afro like to me was like i don't know i i dug the hell out of that character i don't know why if it was just because it was in a comics medium i i i don't know i don't know what it was but i love that character I, I thought she was cool so so Kylie, your discovery of 2019. My discovery of 2019 um, would be, I'd heard about it a, f- a few times, but it, I think it was a little push from Mary that got me to watch Dark on Netflix. Uh, yeah! Which is the was, German show? Yeah. Yes! Okay. And it's all sorts of time travel stuff, and I, which I love. And it's and it like goes like it goes down the wormhole where you're yeah. like, you think you got things figured out, and it's like, nope, now we're going back here. And mm-hmm. now you've got to... You figure it figure all out, out everything all so, over yeah. again <laughs> so that yeah, very very awesome definitely check it out they're doing one last season this year how many is, is there yes, should be. i think there's two is it only two there's only so two three's seasons. the final one mm-hmm. okay. three. because that's the netflix rule right three seasons that's it <laughs> it seems like it yeah <laughs> um, stranger things didn't oh yeah because they're are they getting a fourth they're doing a fourth they're doing a fourth yeah. okay if anything could beat the the three season rule it probably would be stranger things hmm. Yeah, they went past it with like Orange is the New Black too. House, right? House of Cards and those just yeah. got. First of all, it is that they don't get new subscribers after three seasons. Yeah, like no, no one subscribes. The the exception is Stranger Things, where people actually just subscribe for Stranger Things. Yeah, I know that from experience. <laughs> um, 
So that makes sense. But with dark, it also makes sense that they're ending it with three anyways. Three's so. a good amount, though. I feel like three's a, three's a good amount to tell a story in nowadays. Especially on Netflix where they're not, like, capped episodes and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. It makes sense. I really like the, the trend that everything is getting more condensed and just tighter, like, over the standard of, like, a season of TV is 22 episodes or 23 episodes. Now it's, like, nine or ten episodes. Like... I like that we're shortening things. It's like, just give me all the best quality. shit. Yeah, there's no filler shit For anymore. For the most part. Yeah. It's nine or ten episodes, but they're also longer episodes. Yeah, but I mean, there was even shows before that were like hour-long episodes, but they were still yeah. the 22. And like, I also like like Netflix and like Game of Thrones for HBO. It's like, do what if it's going to take you an hour and a half to tell this one, do it. Like, yeah. A Mandalorian, they range from like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Yeah, they yeah. Were yeah. Kind that's of true. All over. Close to an hour. Speaking of Mandalorian, that is my discovery of 2019, which I hope I'm not fucking over somebody's list later. No. But yes, you are. Okay, oh, yeah, that was my TV show. Okay, you, you can you can jump in here if you want, or you can save it for that one. No, Mandalorian I'll get it. is fucking good. That's um, that's all I gotta say. It, it, <laughs> this yeah. is the way I have spoken. God damn it. I think I think it excels in so many ways, but specifically because like Star Wars fans are gonna watch it no matter what because they're Star Wars fans. But I think you take the general non-star wars fan audience that just likes star wars at least likes parts of it and you take out the things that most people like about star wars that aren't fans right the the jedi the lightsabers everything and you still made a show that people gave a fuck about like to me that that's such a success story right there there's oh, no there lightsaber, a, there a lightsaber in, in there yeah but i mean <laughs> so small though and like technically there is like the force in there but i mean very small like that was my orgasm moment of the whole series thank you it was awesome it was cool was, to get to see it live action what color was it purple black it's black, black. It's black. okay it's <laughs> oh it's the one that looks like an actual sword yeah, yeah. I, it's okay um baby yoda is easily the character of 2019 like by far and away was there any creation of 2019 that stole everything other, internet, even everything. close to what yeah. baby yoda did in a two-month span yeah um yeah mandalorian was incredible i thought you could tell Disney put the money into it. Like, it right from the get go, that first episode, I was like, hey, motherfuckers, don't go cheap. You know, because, <laughs> well, like, it's Star Wars. And, like, obviously, it's a big world that you have to build. And, like, shit costs money. Like, don't put some, like, cheap shit out there. Like, you, and you could tell they didn't. They put the money into it to make it look good. The creatures look good. The makeups all looked good. They went practical they as much like as they, they could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, a, not, they didn't go heavy on CG, which was good. It, w- it was funny in parts. Where, where it kind of broke up shit, but the action scenes I thought were great. I thought every episode was, like, I don't think there was, like, a, a there wasn't one episode where I was like, oh, that one was kind of, eh. like, you know what I mean? Like, they were all good. Like, you can have your favorites, but they were all really good, they I They were all good. I mean, the two in the middle, the, the one on Tatooine and the jailbreak, mm-hmm. I didn't like as much because it got away from everything else for a minute. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was two episodes in the middle of the season that were just there to set up the next season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, don't I didn't love that. Okay, but other but jailbreak episode was oh, was a good episode. There's still oh, very damn, good, it was good. There's still very good episodes. There's just not good episodes. Like that sure. shot when he's coming up behind Bill Burr and the, as the lights blink, he's there and oh, then he's yeah. not there and he's closer and then he's not there. And that I'm was like, awesome. I, yeah, I really like the Bill Burr episode. It's especially just being a fan of him, anyways. Um, but that was the most pointless episode. Like I'll give you that. Like that one was the one that was like, this doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But it was entertaining. Yeah. And if anything, Mandalorian just makes me feel like John Favreau needs to be involved in Star Wars moving forward. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. like, 
because that was his baby. Like he wrote it and he directed, I think, what the first episode and the last one. And then no, he I produced don't think the so. Whole... I don't know that he directed any of them. Yeah, I think he wrote uh, and produced. Ty- oh. Taika did. Taika did the last he one. He did the last I think, one. I'm, Bryce Dallas Howard did the one. I'm pretty where sure John Favreau the did the first planet. episode at least. I'm pretty sure he at least directed the first episode. I, I no, s- it was Dave Filoni directed the. First oh, you episode. might be right. Okay, so no. maybe, maybe he just wrote and produced the whole yeah, fucking thing. Yeah, he, he's credited. He's and credited as the creator of the show. Yeah, that's what he gets credited as. Yeah, Mandalorian. I mean, if you haven't seen it by this point, you're probably not going to watch it, but. Like anyone that was gonna watch has probably seen it by now, but if this is one of those shows I, mean, I can see watching multiple times. Like I'm gonna go back and rewatch, especially because it's only eight episodes and they're like you said, thirty to forty five minutes a piece. So like you could rewatch this show, especially now that they're all out and you could binge them. I mean, you could binge them in a couple hours, really. So like, I I know people who were definitely saying, yeah, I'm just waiting for the whole thing to be out before I get the get the week subscription. Yeah, of Disney Plus, yeah. and then I'll watch all of them. Disney Plus is so worth it to me for so many other things that I'm just like this subscription is I've already told Mary like Disney Plus to me already is like the the last one I could get rid of if I had to get rid of streaming services that would be the last one that I could I could bear with getting rid of <laughs> just for me personally it's, being being such a Disney stan and loving Star Wars and all the Marvel movies and like that would be the last one to go if I had to cut shit at it, this point it's probably the last one I would get rid of too but mainly because it's also the cheapest right now I mean, yeah, that's, that's also true. a big factor going in the... And the world according to just Jeff Goldblum is still there. So I still need to watch it. I haven't seen that. I, But Kylie makes me want to watch it because he said it's interesting. Like, yeah. I had no interest in it, but then I've, I've heard he, nothing. He makes the things. things that I don't even care about interesting. Oh, yeah, there, was a new, there was a new episode today. I totally forgot. Oh, was there? Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm three the, behind now. I think. Now the Mandalorian and the Imagineering story is over. I need to focus on other things. Did you finish Imagineering? Oh, so damn good, man. That, that was, was that was almost Discovery. The, that, was, that, that was, was that Spider-Man huh? at the end? Oh, it has to it be, has right? To it has to be. Okay. okay oh, anyways. so I need to watch the show now. <laughs> it's not nearly as cool as who no, would no, make no, it no. sound. It's not like some <laughs> giant reveal. It's no. Just, <laughs> I mean, I know we're getting a Spider-Man ride next year. That's so. what it is. Okay, cool. Okay. Yay. You get to see some demo shit for it. It looks pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, then I don't want to see it. Oh, I mean, spoilers, very, very little. Like Very little, but... Yeah. That okay. that resistance ride looks badass yeah. as hell too. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, Imagineering story was almost my discovery of the year. Like it was real close. That's I good. love that docu series so fucking much, man. Anyways, Mary, <laughs> your TV show of 2019. My TV show of 2019 is When They See Us. What and it's that? about Central Park 5 back in the 80s. Okay. Uh they just they did such a good job. It's something that I had no idea Who that made even this show? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's like they called it a mini series. It's like six ish episodes or something like that. But it was so good. The, the actors that they had in it, those kids, they just acted the shit. Like they were so good. Uh, they made me actually believe that they were actually there going through it. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody if you don't even know what it is. But mm-hmm. um, it's about the Central Park Five, which is. Uh, a rape that happened. It's the kids that got blamed. The kids that got blamed yeah. for this rape that happened oh, in, the, in Central Park. It. it was like this big, huge thing. Oh, okay. So, but that is that my sounds like TV a happy show. program. It was super, super happy. Oh man, it made me cry. shows up at one point. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. he's he's dead now. Oh god. <laughs> oh, Kenny. Uh, the Mandalorian. This is the way I have spoken, Kylie. 
<laughs> we, we just went off on. We already went on that. So uh, Mandalorian would have been close, but Watchmen blew that out of the uh, the park. I, I had a feeling this was coming. Yeah. God, I need to watch it. I need to watch it, dude. I've, You're not alone. I've literally heard nothing but like good the things. best shit. Uh, yeah, it's, it it was good. It was nothing like what I was expecting. I couldn't predict anything that was happening. Um, and listening to. Uh, Jeff's podcast, uh, JC brought up a thing where he said they even had a twist that you saw coming, but you still didn't believe it until it was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, 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 <laughs> it, yeah. You get oh. to see, you get to see the squid attack, which they did magnificent, which is awesome because we obviously didn't get to see that yeah. in the in the movie. So it was beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, it was one of those where I was sad. It was only nine episodes. Um, how they ended it, I, I don't need more. Mm-hmm. I mean, they obviously can go somewhere with it. They I hope they. Need I to. hope they don't. Yeah, they don't need to. Lindelof has said he has no ideas or plans for a second season. There's something which is so fine appealing about one great season of TV to me, like just like just one good story. Like there's something really appealing to me about that. Like just leave it alone. Well, apparently he. I listened to that the pod the official podcast that they did, and they did one for every th- three episodes. They did three podcasts, and it was Lindelof was involved with it. They interviewed him a lot. But he said they had been bugging him since the movie had come out to do a TV series. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he said that's his that's his thing. Watchmen is his that's like his holy grail. That's yeah. what got him into everything nerdy. So he he was worried to touch it. They they kept coming back to him year after year, just, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And he couldn't think of uh, anything he wanted to do with it because he didn't want to mess with this thing that he thought was just magnificent as it was but damn it he figured out a way and it was amazing <laughs> and it started and ended before doomsday clock ended. <laughs> it started and ended in between issues 11 yeah, and 12 yeah. of doomsday clock <laughs> yep. uh, do the amount of people that i've heard say like i had no faith in this show at all and it's one of the best shows i've seen in years like th- just stockpiling up like so many people saying like they had no interest not no interest but like really did not believe that the show could even be somewhat good and were blown away by it and mm-hmm. makes me feel like like god damn i need to watch this goddamn show yeah um my tv show of the year feels like so long ago because it was clear back in february but february was still 2019 believe it or not uh mine was doom patrol and just because obviously being the Morrison fan that I am, I love the wacky bonkersness of the whole show. It was incredibly self-aware. It also knew the audience that it was made for and didn't try to appeal to any sort of mass. Like, nope, this is the audience for this. People are going to love this or they're going to hate it. Like, but it is what it is. And like the balls of that show to do some of the things they did, like it's one of the things that only could have worked on, I think like the DC streaming service because it was like clearly if you're paying for like a dc universe app you're already a fan of dc characters at least you should be you know what i mean like it, we'll see that hbo is going to have season two um because the dc universe app is all but rest in peace at this point but um i mean sorry if you're still paying for it but <laughs> it's it's going away so um, no more titans no more no those things are all going to continue they're it's just, just going to go they're, they're all HBO. going to the hbo max whatever they're they're, they're going to merge i think i think once hbo max launches i think dc universe will kind of merge into it and they'll probably give the subscriber some sort of a deal to 
I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, Doom Patrol, I thought the cast was excellent. I think it kind of revitalized Brendan Fraser for me in a way that I never would have thought I could have enjoyed him as Robot Man, which was so awesome. Um, forgive me, the actress that played Crazy Jane oh was God. amazing. Awesome. She's phenomenal. The, the whole show was just, was just really fucking good. That there's a a moment that I've I've spoke of before, but there's a moment in one of the episodes with Flex Mentallo where they're on Danny the Street and Flex Mentallo flexes the wrong muscle and makes the whole street orgasm at one time. Dude, to pull that scene off the way they did, just the fact they even did it, it's like one of my favorite TV moments <laughs> of all time. I just like watching that, I was like, are they doing this? Are they really like Every episode I thought was so different from the last. It was deep when it wanted to be. It was funny when it wanted to be. Like, weirdly enough, Cyborg has never been better than he was in a Doom Patrol show. Which at first when they're like, why is Cyborg in this fucking show? <laughs> and then you watch it, you're like, this is the best version of Cyborg I've ever seen. So, yeah, Doom Patrol. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it and you have DC Universe, go check it out. If you're, I'm sure you can catch it on HBO Max. The first season will be on there, I'm sure, when that launches before season two. So It was good. It was, it was a show that um, I watched the first episode. And I was... I liked it. I wanted more right after. And they were doing what Disney's doing where it's like, you're getting one a week. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come back when this is all done. Yeah. And sure enough, I did. And I, I finished it in like two days. Oh, I didn't even mention Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody oh. either. When we're talking about casting, that was fucking He's amazing. A gift. Alan Tudyk was yes. goddamn. So yeah, Doom Patrol, check it out. Especially if you're a fan of that old Morrison Doom Patrol run, it's literally that like certain episodes. You're just like, Oh, this is, Issue 28 of Morrison's Doom Patrol, like, from start to finish. Like, okay, this is what they're doing. So, yeah. Mary, mm-hmm. your movie of 2019. My movie of 2019 is Captain Marvel. Oh, shit. Yes. I'm surprised by that, actually. <laughs> Why? Why are you I don't know. surprised? I just... I, don't know. I figured we'd all have four people with the same movie. <laughs> Star Wars? No. Well, no. Okay, two people with the same movie. Okay. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm counting on you, Kenny. <laughs> Yeah, Captain Marvel is my movie of the year because it's really the one that I really wasn't sure if I was going to like it. And then I watched it and I loved it. And it really stuck with me throughout the whole year. Brie Larson is a gift. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) If Brie Larson and Alec Tudyk had love child. (laughs) Alec Tudyk doesn't deserve her. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No, Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah, it's not... I, I really have to stretch to put it as my number one for the year, but it's, it, I really, I've watched it several times. I've, I enjoy I've, the hell yeah, out of it. I've watched it numerous times. It's, it's, it's great. It's everything. It's everything that I wanted that movie to be in more. So like, I can't, I have no complaints about it at all. It's as good as a Captain Marvel your movie going to be. No, it's not. <laughs> Captain Marvel might be in my number one. I don't know. It is mine. It's my movie of the year. <laughs> Kenny? Uh, Knives Out. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, shit. I, I I've heard nothing but good things it, about this movie good. as well. It oh, that's good. right. You saw it, too. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It's a really good mystery thriller thing, and it, it definitely... There, there's a point where Captain America's on the screen. Not not Chris Evans. It's Captain America. Um, <laughs> and he says something, and you just believe him. Yeah. And then... He was the one who did it all along. It, I'm not saying that. But... <laughs> I've not seen this movie. Like, ended up being the Red Skull. <laughs> so like, like there's just it, it. It's really good. It really subverts expectations. I just 
yeah. No, I, it was Meryl we, Streep. All I loved that. She was movie. in that movie, right? It was. It was really good. It oh, was. It wasn't. It. it wasn't <laughs> what I was expecting. It was Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. That one. <laughs> How do you get her and Meryl? Those aren't even close. <laughs> I'm bad with names. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. The names aren't even close. <laughs> who is the mother from The Sixth Sense? Uh, Tony Colletti was, was in there. As who well. directed Knives Out? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's why uh, all I think the... he wrote and directed, I believe. Yeah, wrote and that's directed. why the last Jedi like fanboys the... were pushing that movie. So okay, <laughs> yeah. that, the, the, a lot of things just clicked in my mind yeah, just now. Just like, like, oh, <laughs> gotcha. I mean, the the characters are just like I was messaging McCord. May he rest in peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> people out there are like, did he missed. die? <laughs> he didn't really die. You're it's texting just, him. From the would, grave. Yeah, that's that's how it works. I've, I've told him this before. Yeah. He's. He's dead until I, I see him. I just pictured somebody being like, that's what happened to that guy. They never brought up where he went. He must have died. Um, no, I was texting him and he's like, man, those, you, you, I don't know how you create those characters. Like, they're, they're just that good. Mm-hmm. They're just that damn good and that well cast. Like, it's, it's insane. To the point, there were two two actors in that movie that I, that I'm like, I got to look these guys up on IMDb because I know I've seen them somewhere before. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. They just had one of those faces. <laughs> yeah, fake hat. Just there was just something about him where I'm like, I know this person. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. They no. all look the same to you, don't they? Oh, I was black. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, God damn it, I wasn't gonna. Oh, you, hadn't seen, you hadn't seen him in anything? I haven't. Huh. No, I. He's like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't gonna say I mean, anything. I believe it was Lakeith Stanfield, right? I can't even remember. I, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm curious now. <laughs> That's who it was, but. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie. It's my favorite one of the year. Okay, that was kind of a shocker for me. Uh, Kylie, what was your f- favorite movie of the year? Endgame. Endgame is damn good. It was <laughs> up there. I'm not lying, but... It it's is o- up it's there, only the definitely. highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> like it's, uh, it, it, it real good. It, it, not for the fact that, like, when I went into this movie, uh, just hearing what I had heard from people who had seen it, just like okay this is gonna be amazing mm-hmm. and um for the first i don't know hour and a half hour and 45 minutes i just remember sitting in the theater going hey this is this is okay yeah this isn't this amazing thing and that that last act and then the, yeah the last like 45 50 minutes of that movie was just like a nerd orgasm it mm-hmm. was amazing everything oh. they did it, it that and then i was like i get it now i get oh. it it's so good dude so i i really wanted to put rise of skywalker as my as my number one it's movie not? of the year no what i really i really wanted to and but when i kept thinking about it all of the and i do love rise of skywalker rest rest assured but um I, when i thought about it everything that i love about I rise of skywalker I love about Endgame more. Like everything that's great about Rise of Skywalker, Endgame does better. Like just the sp- those specific things where it's like, why do I love Rise of Skywalker? I'm a f- sucker for finales. Like Endgame is a fucking finale of like I love the way Rise of Skywalker wrapped up everything. Like Endgame, like it just does all the little things a, just a little bit better. Yeah, just a oh, little. Oh, yeah. Like all the emotional moments still hit me every time I watch it. So like it proves to me that Endgame's yeah. not on shock like the value of that movie's not on oh my god they did that and then the next time like once you know it's coming it's like okay like the moments are still good um which is like it's a huge thing and rise of skywalker i've only seen once so i can't i can't compare those those two in in that category 
Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I need to see it again to see. Oh, how I definitely want to see it again. Yeah, hits. I just I want to see how much the moments affect me when I know they're coming. Because like I, when we brought up when we did the long review for Endgame, I cried five times in that movie. Right. And then I, it's got to the point like I don't cry anymore. But even like the second or third time that I watched it, there was still a little bit of like it took a couple times to like okay, now I finally I've prepared enough. But you still feel all of those moments though, and. Yeah, dude, that last that last fight scene is one of the best things I've ever seen on screen. <sighs> such fan service, such good moments, like such like here's like it's basically like Marvel Studios being like, Thanks for coming the last it was ten fan years. Fan service in a here's, good way. It wasn't I don't think it, fan service is a bad thing. People eh. use it as a derogatory term. I don't know why it became that way. It's like oh, fan service. <laughs> They're doing nice things for the people that pay to see the movie. How dare they? <laughs> They're rewarding the fans of the franchise. How fucking dare they? Like people like that the the Vader moment that we love so much in Rogue One, people are like God, it was just such fan service. It's like, and I'm a fan in the that paid and it was cool to be to see serviced that. in the yeah. movie theater. Like, <laughs> depending on which theater, <laughs> depending on which theater you go to, this is Utah, so um, no theater. No, here. it's true. <laughs> but it's like that's what I want. It's a family show. Like, but, but you get those little bitch boys out there that that's not what they want. Well, and then, then they want to cry about it. But what? But why are you going to something over and over again at this point? Like. Uh, Avengers Endgame is the 22nd or 23rd movie in the MCU so like if you've been sticking around 23 movies in why are you there yeah like you want to be rewarded for all that thing that's why you're there no one's just walking like yeah let's go check out this Endgame you know what I'm saying (laughs) and then like oh well that was all fan service I didn't understand any of that well you're a fool (laughs) going back to the money it made that's impressive because there nobody was going in going oh I wonder what this movie's about yeah Dude, the fact that they even pulled it off, because that was such a tall order to wrap up all that shit with all the characters they had and be able to give everybody a role, even though some of them were smaller than others. But, like, they were able to send off the big guys, Cap and Tony and, you know, Natasha and all, like, be able to send off the big guns and just wrap up everything where nobody felt, like, dissatisfied. I don't feel, at least nobody I really talked to, like, was really disappointed by the ending. It was like, they, they fucking did it. The Russos and fucking... They pulled that shit off. Marcus and McFeely, screenwriters, got to give them credit as well. Like, yeah, Avengers Endgame is a fucking cinematic masterpiece, dude. And it's just, it's one of those things like most other years, Rise of Skywalker would have been, would have been the number one. But just, I feel like Avengers Endgame is going to be one of those, one of those movies you just, you're just going to remember. Like, I remember when that came out. Like, you're just, you're going to remember seeing that movie for the first time for the rest of your life. So, yeah. I can't, and you know, Rise of Skywalker. As much as I love it, I don't know if it's that. So, uh, I'm gonna interject one quick one here, just because we have Kenny here, and I wasn't planning on having Kenny here. This was in a category that we put Best out. Spider-Man moment. But yeah, no, no, I was just curious. Since Kenny's the video game guy, I was curious. Do you what is the the video game of 2019? I mean, if you want that answer, I have a YouTube show, Tyler. That's true, which you can uh, also no. plug. I, I will I will plug it at the end of the show so that people remember to go like, share, and subscribe when you're all geeks. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I personally have it as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. And that's, that's a personal <laughs> thing, honestly. And I, I get the question, oh, it was that good. No. This year kind of sucked for games. Oh. <laughs> He like, rewards it then with like a backhand. He's like, it's Star Wars. No, but not because it's great. <laughs> no, it's, it's Star Wars. It's it's a very good game 
don't get me wrong, but it's not even. In, it might not make my top five last year. It definitely doesn't make it the year before. Like, wow, okay. It, it might be uncharted for the year before that. Like, it's just. It was such a down year. Mary's the only other one here that's played it. So I don't know. I played it for about an hour. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I would say, yeah, this is the only one that even I was hearing anything about. Like everything else that was coming out. I was. I didn't really hear anything about. Yeah, there like, wasn't like a hot game this year, was no, there, there, I guess there, Red Dead Two was this year, wasn't no, it? No, it was last. Was that last year? year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then yeah, I can't think of any like. Was there no like this holiday is really game the only this year? One. That that I mean was that was it? It? Death yeah. Stranding was supposed to be a big one, but I think that <laughs> yeah, death, flat a little well, bit. Well, Death, death Stranding ends up kind of being like Red Dead was last year, where um. Was you know, Mortal Kombat this year? MK11 was this year, I believe. Okay. But it, I mean, kind of disappointing. Not disappointing, but it's it's just it is what it is. Didn't, um, what's it called with the the umbrella, the zombie Raccoon City? What Resident is that Evil Two. Yeah. Yeah, that, that came out right. The remastered <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the remake. Oh, that's a uh, Resident Evil Two is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that, that came <laughs> out. That in, was 1999. That's the <laughs> other one that I heard of this year that was good. Yeah. And it was getting oh, a lot of love. Um, Sekiro got a lot of love. Um, are they gonna remaster Resident Evil Four? That's what I want to know. Resident well, Evil Four was after amazing. after three because three's three is yeah. <laughs> um, don't do it he's in like, order. He's like it'll probably be after the third one. Well, <laughs> they're doing Final Fantasy Seven and they haven't done one through six. Well, what happened to one? What happened is that to Final Fantasy Seven thing actually happening oh, though? Because I heard that ten years no, ago. No one wants the first. No, one. <laughs> no one wants that. Oh, okay. No one wants the first. I heard one. Final Fantasy Seven like ten years ago. I they were doing play. that. It's coming out this year. We're supposed to be getting the demo soon. Kingdom Hearts this year was Kingdom Hearts. God damn it! And and that was that's my number two or three. Okay, I, I yeah, need to actually no order it for when we year, do huh? the game of the year. But yeah, it was it, it was just a down year to me. Like Control got a lot of love, Sekiro got a lot of love. I never played Sekiro because it's not my style. Mm-hmm. I couldn't beat Control. Ultimate because, Alliance was this year, right? Yeah, that's the thing that happened. I heard. <laughs> I, that's the thing. Oh. Hearing people talk about that, I almost bought a Switch for this game, and then I got yep. to hear Kenny and McCord talk about it, and I was like, nope. No, we played uh, <laughs> Ultimate Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Oh. Um, it was a Switch exclusive. No, me, Keith, and McCord sat down and tried to play that game together. And we tried. No, yeah, yeah, tried because <laughs> we got we couldn't even get past the first level because the camera decided it wants to play like shit. Oh, like oh, it that was sucks. it was a nightmare and like glitchy? I don't know if you've ever played the other two Ultimate Alliance a long games, time but. Ago. They had a lot to live up to. It doesn't sound like no, they and did it at all. I mean, a personal gripe for me was, so you unlock Psylocke and you go and you can talk to characters. That, and I remember in one and two, it, characters would actually tailor what they were kind of saying to you. Like there's the Stanley moment where he says something different to every single character, mm-hmm. whether created or not. Like he has a smart ass remark for Deadpool. Um, he, yeah. You go to Wolverine, and you, I'm playing a Psylocke. And I go to Wolverine. Part of me wonders if Stanley even knew who the fuck Deadpool was. Like, even at the end, <laughs> he's like, he just sighted checks at one point. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> right. You go, you go up to Wolverine and Psylocke, and he says, oh, it looks like, he, he's, you say something, and he says, oh, it looks like Psylocke's not the only mind reader around here. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm Psylocke. <laughs> what, what, what the hell are you talking about? This, this is, what? What? <laughs> If nothing else, Jedi Fallen Order is at least like a good like kind of a step in the right direction for EA though, right? Because I oh, mean, yeah. after the shit they'd gotten for two Battlefront and, games that ugh. disappointed. And I, yeah, like I said, I say that it's not as good as the mm. past couple of years. It's still a damn fine game, and I still love the hell out of it, even with all its glitches that yeah, kick you out of the game. 
like I yeah, that's why I keep it at like a nine instead oh. of a, instead of perfect because but I mean a nine still really fucking yeah. good. It's though. still very good. It it's the best score I gave a game this year. Basically, it's really good. I just okay. Big win for EA, if nothing else. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you take anything, it's that hopefully we'll be getting more good Star Wars games going forward. Because, like, oh, EA, they figured it out. Like, they finally made a good one. We'll see if they can, like, keep it up. Hopefully it sold well <laughs> enough for that to happen. <laughs> Kenny's like, what's up? Hold I, on. Look, just look, settled. Just, I, <laughs> I, I will not put faith in EA until they do it again. <laughs> That's I, true. I can't get my One's an play. outlier. We'll see if they can get two. They got our hopes. Let's do it again and streamline the controls a little better. Mary, yeah. who's your comic book artist of 2019? My comic who's, book artist. Whose comic book art just, what's the word I was going to pick? I don't even remember what I was saying. I was going to say astounded you, but I don't know if that seemed like a little bit much. I was like, no, not very much. <laughs> oh, astounded me. <laughs> Who uh, amazed you in 2019? Caught your imagination. Uh, our friend uh, Drew Zucker. Oh, okay. For, for Canto. Okay, Canto. Yes. Beautiful book, man. Yes, he did such a good job. And Canto is so beautiful. It is. I love yes. that book. I love the. I mean, if we're speaking just specifically the artwork, I love the look of that book. It's, yeah. It's, it has. It's dark in a way, but it's also very light. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It's, it's one. It's, it's one that I mixture. would go back like after reading the issues and just be like, oh, this it's is kind just of did you guys so cry pretty. At all when you read it. It's very emotional. Cry. It cries a reach, yeah. but okay. it's very emotional. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, Kenny, comic artist. Uh, Jen Bartel. Oh, I she's did not great. see that coming. I, there was a part of me that there was a part of me that thought Kenny was going to go for Pepe Larage just because House of X looked as good as House yeah, of X. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. But but I mean, Je, but good. Jen Bartel, it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's Jen Bartel. No, I, it's I wish she was doing more interiors, of course. Um, oh yeah, because Don't we all? because Blackbird was so good. She's above that shit now. I I feel like it. I hope that gets another volume. I was going to say, are they coming back? I don't know. <laughs> For what? Blackbird. Oh, is it? Did they not announce? Oh, I thought they did. As far as I know, I no. I need another. I need more we issues need of Blackbird. Like the they way, didn't end it. No, the way that ended... For that to just be it. You need more. Like, no. Fucking no. <laughs> I've Give never me more. Seen, I need magic. I've never seen anyone that uses colors the way she does. Like, Jen Bartel is just... Good lord, man. And even her black and whites are nuts, Oh, yeah. Too. Like, she's a she's... must-follow on social medias just to see her artwork that she mm-hmm. posts every day. Yeah. Like, just her... When she's like, oh, you know, just doodle it. It's like, good lord. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, just, I'm just, just messing around. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> She finally did a Baby Yoda like a week or two mm-hmm. ago. I was like, oh, we've all been awaiting Jen Bartel's Baby Yoda. And it did not disappoint. I mean, she, she showed just the thumbnails of the stuff that they were thinking about for her Phasma cover. And oh, like, God. Jesus Christ. That's her Star Wars shit is like second to none. Like, I mean, I her, also, her her most of everything is second to none. But like, she kills Star Wars, I think, better than maybe at Salvador La Roca. Maybe he's like the only one that you could put up with her. Like, Granov. Okay, yeah, fair. Okay, but still, it's a pretty like we, small... We, we got that Empire Strikes Back poster at the store, and I'm like, good God. Was that Granov? The, yeah. That little lithograph thing? It's a oh, small pool. Beautiful. Yeah, Jim Bartel is... Good Lord. That's all I gotta say about that. Good Lord. <laughs> good Lord. Kylie. It was really... It was tough for me. Um, I'm gonna go with Gary Frank. Yes! I had a <laughs> feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> Because uh, we we sucked that we, dick we, for, 12, <laughs> for twelve for twelve straight podcasts. And I was like, somebody's got to give this man the recognition he deserves. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh. Yes, that's it, Doomsday. We spent so much time with Doomsday Clock on the show that it's, oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to. 
It was really so, hard. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's like one of the biggest compliments you could give Doomsday Clock. Like with all the delays, the artwork never suffered or wavered even a small bit. Like exactly. it's it looks incredible. Did, at no at no point you know, in, in three months between issues did we go, Oh, and it and it just sucks. It looks yeah, like they like, rushed oh, this. Yeah, out. it's like you could tell this one was kind of you know, through together. Yeah, never. Never even a, a slight amount. You so, did good. Beautiful. It's like fuck, if you're gonna make me wait that long, at least make the book look amazing and they did. Yep. Doesn't forgive it, but you know. <laughs> we will forget one day. Gary Frank is. Wait, everyone always forgets. Yeah, in, in a couple of years. Only ten, this podcast will remind people. <laughs> ten years from now, nobody will care that Doomsday Clock was. They'll just have that hardcover and be like, oh, remember when Doomsday Clock. And it's like every other event that's ever been done yeah. always has an event. Most of the, your favorite stories of all time were all delayed. Ultimates. Oh my God. The Ultimates. That was one the original Watchmen that was, was delayed. That was so delayed that when I would read an issue, I'd be like, "Okay, what happened six <laughs> months ago when I read the last oh, issue?" Oh gosh, that's a long wait. <laughs> well, I mean, with Doomsday Clock, it was every month, and then it went to okay, we're gonna do bi-monthly, and it was every other month for a while, and then those last four issues. I think it I think was only we... bi-monthly for one. One or two. Yeah, we, we, there were a few. We had a few, but the last three to four issues, we were waiting about three to four months in between. Uh, each it, one. It, I'm, I'm with Mary. I think the bi-monthly announcement, like, it was like, we're doing bi-monthly, and then that just went to shit really quick. It <laughs> yeah. felt like. It was like, nah. And then, yeah. We'll, we'll get it when we get it. I think we only got three issues this year. I think we got 10, 11, and 12. Sounds right. In 2019. So Oof. they were about three to four months apart from each other, which is just ridiculous. Like, I think I got nine. We might have gotten. Out. I know. I remember. I remember having one in March, and I remember having one in September, because September was eleven, hmm. and then obviously we got twelve in December. So, I mean, either way, it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that last stretch was like, good god. So who knows? But uh, my artist of the year is actually gonna go to yeah, somebody who. We got who's, nine this year. Did we get February. nine? February. Okay, so it was right at the beginning of the year. Okay. I like the book that much, guys. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> it's 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 real good especially real good. if you could read it all at once it's it's, yes. it's gonna be even better um my comic artist of the year was an artist that i, I don't want to say i didn't care for but just wasn't someone whose artwork had ever stood out to me i'd seen their work before and was kind of like yeah you know whatever but it's actually liam sharp because i've really enjoyed his work on the green lantern with grant morrison this year um his style is very heavy black there's a lot of dark lines and it's just it's a style that i had to get used to looking at but i grew an appreciation for it the more that i kept seeing it and it feels kind of silver agey which kind of works for the book that morrison is doing like it just it fits that artwork fits that style that morrison is writing with so it just kind of complements it really really well and some of those pages pages just get completely bonkers dude like you can tell like how long did you fucking spend on that page because there's just so much shit going on in every corner of this fucking every panel so yeah liam sharp is that coming out on that came out monthly yeah on time that, that's the other thing for yeah morrison's green lantern book like every issue we've had a, an issue every month we got 12 issues an annual and two black star issues now nice. like like goddamn, somehow Morrison's keeping that fucking thing coming out on time. I cannot believe it. I I keep thinking I'm like, so he's gonna fuck up somewhere. There's gonna be a, like they're gonna come out and there's gonna be like a six month hiatus somewhere, and it hasn't happened yet. So who knows? And but. they already reached their twelve. Yeah, they said. reached their twelve. Now they're doing Greenland, How Jordan and the Black Stars, which is gonna be three issue miniseries. Then it's gonna go back into the Green Lantern thirteen. Okay. So it's kind of a, a mm. thing they're doing. So, yeah. 
Gotcha. Your comic book writer of 2019, Mary. Comic book writer is David Boer. For Canto. For Canto. Yes. Just showing Canto some love. Showing Canto some love because it was so good. It was so cute. <laughs> He's a little tin man. And he got more. And it was just a really good year for them. They did really well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Canto, Canto was it's fucking. So, it's sold so well. Oh, yeah. And they're coming back next year for more. So yeah. congrats to those nice. guys. I really love that interview we did with them. If anybody didn't check that out, even though, you know, the book's out now. So it's probably not as interesting to hear them talk about like, oh, things are going to happen. Like, if you already know what happened. But still, it, I found that interview a lot of fun. I'm hoping we can get those guys back on here when they come back for volume two. Hopefully. Of Canto. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. David Boer. Yes. Shout out to David Boer and Drew. <laughs> Canto's amazing. Kenny. Uh, this is where my Hawks Pox love starts. Uh, oh. the, this is it from here on out. He's <laughs> like, yes, from here. like the, the Hawks Pox train has left the yes, station the and it's not slowing down. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it arrived and it's going to stay for a minute. All, all aboard, God damn it. Yeah, Hickman. My God. No complaints. I mean, I mean just, how do you argue? For, for what we were just bitching about, like books getting delayed and stuff, he didn't have any of his X Men books delayed until a week ago. He got oh, really. He got a weekly event series out on fucking time. basically a twelve issue weekly series between Hawks yes. and Pox. Like that, that's incredible. That, yeah, that was just damn impressive to me. So like, it it has to, it had to be Hickman. I mean, <sighs> shout out Zdarsky, uh, shout out Spencer, shout out everyone who's doing good work. But Hickman just came in and blew the doors off i mean if you were if we were asking like who won the year for like i don't think it's any i don't think it's even debatable it's got to be hickman right like of not just like your preference like who which writer like stole 2019 it's jonathan hickman like i don't think it's (laughs) because that motherfucker i love that he had the balls to come in like look Here's my take on X-Men. They, they used to be like, hey, we fight. We defend this world that hates us. He's like, no, fuck the world that hates us. We got our own island now. <laughs> no, that, that that speech in the first issue of Hawks where Magneto was saying, no, nah, y'all don't understand. We're the new gods now. You, you guys can either fall in line or you can try to fight us. It's like, like what, what are you really going to do? And, and Cyclops just going to the fantastic four and saying hey by the way tell franklin <laughs> when he's ready he's got the family on kakoa and the fact that zadarsky's the one who's picking that up is just dope so plus taking that love triangle to a whole new level with him and gene it's like that's oh a yeah thing. so no there's not gonna be walls between their rooms per yeah. se <laughs> per se yeah everybody's fucking everybody now <laughs> yeah i mean oh. we're we're gonna find out what's really going on in uh the gene and Emma one shot that we're getting, I think, next month. Oh, that's great. Yeah, shit's going to get crazy. Kylie, I'm really curious to see which comic writer won 2019 for you. Um, We kind of discussed it a little earlier in the Jeff program. It's, it was close. I was going to do that. Oh. Like, this would have this just been a big doomsday clock like love fest for me. <laughs> um, Robert Kirkman. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, just because he did have the balls to do what he talked about all those years ago, saying this is that's Rick's. worth giving it to him. This is Rick's story. Uh, and he he'd gone back on that, you know. He, he, but if you go back and listen to early interviews, he he always Dead, said, by the way. Uh, "It's Rick's story. This story will end with Rick." And he had more. Wait, had, are you really going to spoil the end? He kind of already kind of did. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Okay, okay. Well, I, know, just, I know, I know. That that's I know that he's gone. I know that. Okay, well, that's, I don't know that's anything the else. End. If you're going to ruin that, then um, the last else? issue. And I mean, I I heard the day before the rumor that hey, did you hear that the the last issue is coming out tomorrow? I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, that would be 
amazing. Like if that they thing's did still that. too popular to close And it came it. out as a huge, thick, I think it was like 48, 52 page mm-hmm. book. Square bound fucking thing. $3.99. Yep. It's like that Boom. nice. Very nice. Boom. And he had a huge like love letter to the fans. Like I think it was five or six pages long. It was Dude, to res- it good. It's been one of my favorite books for years. There was only oh, yeah. one time ever that I kind of fell out of it and it was I think it was like issue one twenty two or one twenty four around there mm. where they jumped ahead two years. And it just because you're reading it monthly and it was one of my go to books every oh, yeah. month. Um but that one it took me two or three issues to get get back in the groove of it that mm. that time leap was such was so jarring for me they introduced so many new characters that i was just like kind of taken out of it for a bit but mm-hmm. it didn't take me long to get back into it dude the idea of being able to resist the urge of like it's like you know what, if we solicited this motherfucker as the last issue of the walking dead we could sell three oh, four hundred thousand copies if we wanted to you know what i mean like the money they could have made, but choosing not to just to be like, no, fuck it. We're just going to like surprise everybody. Like, cause I mean, that thing could have been huge. They could have plugged the share that like, Hey, it's ending rally up everybody make a whole fucking thing out of it. And it's like, no, nope, we're not going to do that. We're not gonna do any of that. I don't know. I, I just, that won me over so much, dude, as a fan that's like, doesn't even read that goddamn book. I was like, dude, that's the coolest shit I've seen. Like that was such a fucking rock star moment. I felt like <laughs> this big fuck you. It's like, nope, I don't need it. Cause I'm sure yeah. there was people at Image that were probably like, "No, we, we, we need the money off that last issue. Let's fucking." Oh yeah, I'm sure there fucking... was that. I'm sure they saw the size of the issue and were like, "We can do seven ninety nine. Come on, yeah. we can we can charge eight bucks for yeah. this thing." No, no, we're keeping it cover price. Yeah, because you think they could have at least done that. Like it's a big finale oh, yeah. issue. It's gonna be you know eight ninety. It's gonna be ten bucks. Whatever. Well, like... at that point, if they ha- if they did that, then there would be a cog in their plan of. Because even in the, in even the even as retailers, we were getting the solicits for these three books that were never going yeah. to arrive. Yeah. So if suddenly issue 193, I think was the final one. Yeah. If suddenly Such we're an pe- odd number to end on too. If like so close to 200, I'm sure there was somebody that was like, come on, Robert, just squeak out seven more. Of what's ended at 200. Like, Nope. 193. <laughs> <laughs> like, the OCD people. But, but the retailers crazy. would have seen like, Hey, why is this? Why is this issue so it much works. more than, yeah, the other ones. Yeah, at no point has that's true. I would have, I would have given away their plan, huh? So, so. close to two hundred. I'm sure there was somebody that was like, "Please, it's, it's the Tom King all over again." Let man. us get an anniversary. <laughs> shit. Yeah. God damn it! Not this again. But um, they were so close. They were so close. It was right there. Um, my my comic card of the year is no surprise because I've been pimping it as shit all year long as Ships Adarsky, and I think this was the year of Zadarsky for me at least everything he touched turned to gold i think he wrote he's writing maybe one of maybe the best daredevil run of all time it's going to be in the conversation um i think he wrote one of the best spider-man stories i've read in ages um i did get finally get a chance to read invaders on comiXology when they discounted it way way cheap on Was black that friday Zdarsky? and yeah mm-hmm. and like dude he's like telling like one of the best fucking namor stories in that book like he's just doing it all fucking Zdarsky is amazing dude like he is the guy at marvel like i i really enjoyed his spectacular spider-man run the peter parker book he did a year or two ago that was really good he wrapped that up really well it's like okay like because it's like you you know you know him from like sex criminals and stuff whatever it's like we know he's funny and like when he's writing spider-man and stuff like he's really witty you can tell he's like clever in the way he writes his dialogue and stuff and then like 
when they were announcing him on Daredevil, I was like, that's not a guy I would have picked for Daredevil. Like that, like that, it didn't excite me as much. It was more just like intrigued. Like what the hell is the Darcy going to do with Daredevil? And that first issue was like, holy shit, man. And yeah, Zdarsky is king right now for me. He's just one of those, like he, he's in the zone right now where it's like, I'm going to read almost anything he puts his name on just because it's like, he's, he's just nothing but net right now. So until until that hot streak ends, I'm I'm on for, I'm on the on the train, I'm going along for the ride. Mary, yeah, your non Marvel or DC comic of the year. Your any other publisher that's not Marvel or DC book of the year mm-hmm. is what? It's Ice Cream Man. Yep. You have the same yep. one. Yeah. Ice Cream. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. surprises me. Recommended that to you, right? Yep, yep. Yes. Yep. There's Sweet. two things. Two things on my list that Mary recommended <laughs> <Yes>. to me. <laughs> People listened. Mary has finally influenced one man. Because <laughs> God knows it wasn't me. <laughs> 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 you, you read it though. You enjoy it. I do. Can I yeah. get that blue check mark now? <laughs> Verified influencer. <laughs> Mary is officially an influencer. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, that was easily one of my favorite podcasts from last year. Was that, that was a great w. Maxwell Prince. Yeah. Uh, like he, he gave us some good shit like some interviews you never know like sometimes you ask questions and sometimes maybe it's on me too if i don't really pick the best questions or whatever like that one i just felt like he was giving us some juicy shit like he was spilling shit that was coming down like months and months down like, it's like oh yeah we're gonna do this and this is like oh damn like that was like really insightful well that's it's one that um you you mary had always talked about every month that, that it came out it was her her pick mm-hmm. that, that week um and it you know, I'm like, yeah, I want to read this eventually. It's something I want to read. And then when we were going to interview, I'm like, I got to read this now. Yeah. And damn, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. We it's finally so got good. Mary a page from Ice Cream Man that she yes. owns now. It's hanging up in our room. It is indeed. In this room that we record. Very famous visual medium. You podcast. can all see it. <laughs> Just envision it, please. <laughs> <sighs> Ice Cream Man, I think, was your indie book of the year last year as well, too. So that's yes. Back to back. Yes, it, it. I mean, un- unless it really disappoints me, it could be it until it ends. Who knows? I mean, that's I'm saying, so I, glad I think it's, it's saying back. a lot for me too. Granted, I'm probably three or four issues behind at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just two. I don't know. It did take um, a break. So. Yeah. So, but the fact that he said, if you're expecting closure with this series, you're going to be heavily disappointed. Yeah. And I was fine with that. Yeah. Even though I was like, I want you to, bastard. I want to know <laughs> things because that's. I'm very much that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's because because it's so Twilight Zone. Like each issue is so different that it's like, well, you really don't need closure. Like this is just something fun. For well, until that one issue where you get a little more backstory of yeah. the Ice Cream Man, and you it's know, true. it's like, oh, now I kind of want to know more about this. There's something that's so nice about that kind of one and done storytelling that they do, though compared to like other comics I read like when an issue of Ice Cream Man comes out I don't have to think like okay what happened in the last mm-hmm. one whatever like you can just hop right in and read like okay we're following these these are the characters we got in this issue we're going to meet them and follow them around and something bad is probably going to happen to somebody is the Ice Cream Man and Caleb yeah so even the Ice Cream Man like you don't know enough about him really to remember anything but like, you just know that he's going to show up I love yep. reading the comic I love reading them and then I like go back and I like look at the pictures like in detail and like there's always like ice cream puns or something to do oh, with yeah. ice cream somewhere I'm like oh that's so cool and the uh, the backwards forwards issue might be like one of the best single issues of the year he pulled it off how are they going to collect that have they collected that yet yeah, yeah it's, it's, yes. it's in the newest, yes, it's it's in the newest trade. do that 
I don't know. I mean, it probably just you can only read it the one way. I, I mean, I guess you could read the, that one particular issue backwards. I guess. I think it's just the one particular. That's issue. one of the things that kind of sucks in a trade when it's all collected. But yeah, I don't know if you're aware, Kenny. They did one issue of Ice Cream Man where you could read it backwards and forwards. It was a palindrome. It mm-hmm. was. It was pretty. It was pretty kickass. And like the Silver Surfer one that Slot did a couple years ago. Did he or? do one of those? He he did, but I. Think he might have done it differently. Though. Okay. Mm. Either way, it's a fucking feat. And when we had him on the podcast, this was probably what six, seven months before that book came out. That he was like, "I'm trying to write this backwards palindrome issue." So he's like, "So you guys will know if I pull it off if it comes out or not." Because yeah. he's like, "I'm really struggling <laughs> to make it work." And when it came out, I was like, "That motherfucker pulled it off!" Like, dude, that's not like such a headache trying to write that thing. Because I mean, you could read it both ways and get a different Is story. An anagram or a palindrome? It's a palindrome. Yeah. So, Ice Cream Man, Mary's book of 2019. Yes. Kenny, your non-Marvel or DC book of 2019. Blackbird. Um, <laughs> was that yeah. 2019? God, it, feels yeah. like the, it ended in 2019. It started like November of 2018. Oh, okay. But it I think ended, the bulk of it was in 2019. Yeah, most of it was. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't care. This is my excuse to get on my soapbox and yell about, the, uh, yell about the fact that I don't have more issues of huh. this book because it, it ends. And I want to say Sam Humphrey. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just... I, I need more issues of it. Um, I also need more issues. Like it, 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 it ends in this big cliffhanger that we're going to get this big ass magical war in LA and then nothing else gets solicited. Yeah. And like she's on the side that her family isn't and they're going to have this fight and it's going to be Shakespearean, all this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and then we it's just done. haven't heard it's anything gone. about it. And yeah. It, I'm, I need more. <laughs> Honestly, the best pitch I could give for that book, like if you're not aware of it, just like go to your Google Images and just search Image Comics Blackbird. And if like the artwork doesn't make you immediately want to read it, uh, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, because <laughs> the second you see it, you're just going to be like, damn, like that, that looks cool. Yeah. I just want to know what this is. Yeah. It's easily the prettiest book of the year. Hence, Jen Bartel being my artist of the year. Jen Bartel and, can't argue with it. And, and also just that, that story. I'm not the biggest magical fan. Agreed. But also but that that book was awesome and borderline shakespearean and all all the shit that i've already said like where's where's the next where's the next issue guys come on now stop toying with my emotions throw some tweets at her <laughs> and, and, ice and, and sam humphreys both of them them yep yeah. yep yeah your ice cream man that really surprises me I, I wouldn't have called that i don't know what i would have guess like i didn't have an idea of what yours was going to be but i wouldn't have picked ice cream man that that actually shocks me quite a bit um mine is a book we've already mentioned as well but it's an idw book called canto um which is another indie book that kind of stole this year i think for a lot of people i mean it was a fucking juggernaut especially that first issue you could not find it um we got really lucky and we were able to get one, which was good because we were going to interview the creators and it was like, fuck, I hope we can get this book. And it was, we barely were able to grab one off the shelf before they were gone. Um, I, I mentioned before, and, and, and I told this to David and Drew as well, it has a very, like, there was this period in the 1980s where, not that I was alive, but I've the movies exist and I've seen them. There was a period in the 1980s where it was like a lot of kids' movies had this like really kind of dark undertone to them, specifically yeah. like Don Bluth. If you've seen like Secret of Nim and Dark stuff like Crystal. that, yeah, stuff like that. Um, Secret of Nim, Black, Hol- Black Cauldron, Black Cauldron, yeah. But but like That's specifically really like likes. specifically like like Don Bluth movies, like it, it, it has a very yeah. But I was like, it has a very Don Bluth feel to me because like Canto, it is. I don't want to call it like 
all like it's not a kids book, but it's definitely it's an it all ages all ages. It's an all ages book, but it doesn't. But it's definitely not like you can't enjoy this unless you're five or anything like that. It's just because like it it has these dark tones to it, but it's also light in a way that it needs to be. It's it's a, again like if you've seen like Secret of Nim, you know what I'm talking about. It's like this movie kind of terrified me as a kid, but it's also a kids movie. That's what Canto is. Um, the story is light, but the way they go about it, and some of the visuals are kind of dark and disturbing. It's it has a very fairy tale book to it, like feel to it. It's one of those things like I would look forward to uh, sharing this with my kids when they get a little bit older. I think. Yeah, Canto Canto's great. If you pass on Canto, which I don't think many of you did because it sold like a son of a bitch, <laughs> uh, check it out. I'm excited to see where they go with it because they definitely wrote it to be that story and then it did so well that it's like obviously they're going to do more because why the hell would you not? So I'm curious to see where they go with it because like not that they didn't leave it open, but it's like you could tell this was made to be this six issue story. Yeah. So now where does it go? So And for you to like kind of like use your imagination to figure out what's going to happen mm-hmm. like that yeah let's go to the uh the lesser of the of the big two this year unfortunately dc comics mary what is your dc comic book of 2019 the only one that i read which was doomsday clock yep <laughs> which speaks a lot to the state of dc right now at this point i'm afraid that was mine as well yes. doomsday clock is is phenomenal it it's was great. good yes it's it's everything that I that I hoped it would be, even though I don't think it's what it was going to be originally. But I still think what they were able to give us was something intriguing and special. And I think that's one of those books that will be remembered. I just I don't think it's going to impact things the way it was supposed to, because at this point, I'm not even sure if it's even canon anymore. You know, just no one knows. That's yeah. the funny thing. Cause but it's like, in the future, we can look back on it with some fondness. Yeah. Because when they when they first came out, like yeah, this book set you know a year from now, but it's but it's in continuity, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, it took I'm two like, years, and it's like okay, well, but Jonathan Kent's in this book, and he's a little kid, and Bendis aged him up, and Alfred's in this book, and Tom King killed Alfred, and uh, okay, I think this book is just its own thing now. I'm pretty sure this book just exists on its own, little, which is fine because it's just a real good story. Yeah. And it's not so much steeped in anything that I don't feel like in 10 years from now, it's not a book people couldn't just grab and read. So for that sake, I guess it's a good thing. But it sucked because it felt like this was going to change a lot of shit and was going to impact everything. And now I don't think it's going to. And that's a bummer. But that's what that's the draw. That's the drawback. So if it's not in continuity, then did Dr. Manhattan still remove the five years? Like, So Jeff John no says, Je- Jeff John still says yes. Everyone else yep. at DC says fuck Jeff Johns, and we're because, not we're not referencing be- that book at all. So yeah, because because otherwise, then Flash and Titans and all that that was damn near all rebirth isn't canon anymore. Yeah, like then Tom King's parts of Tom King's Batman run aren't canon then because of the button like because like Jeff Johns was chief creative officer during those parts of Rebirth and since Jeff Johns doesn't technically work for DC anymore they're not referencing any of that shit and they don't want to acknowledge it and it's a shame and I'm kind of upset about it (laughs) so yeah I mean that's what got me in like 52 I read a lot of stuff from the new 52 Um, I think I tried more books than I ever have with DC uh, but it was that rebirth one-off when they were rebooting again. And I read mm-hmm. that and I was like, oh my God, are they going to do this? And then, of course, he came out and said, yes, we're doing this, but it's going to be it's going to be a little while yeah. before we really get into it. I'm like, okay, 
I'll come Fuck back. You. I'll hey. come back to that when that starts to happen. So Fuck when you. the button started coming out, I'm like, okay, okay, we're yeah. starting. We're st- and then they're like, it's just gonna be these four issues, and then that's it for a while. Yeah. It's like, damn you. Then you didn't know how long you would eventually have to wait. <laughs> Uh, for the end of that story. Kenny, do you have a DC book of 2019? Did you read anything? I, I wrote down Doomsday Clock because it was technically the last... I, I didn't cancel it. Mm-hmm. I canceled everything else. I mean, it, it's Doomsday... So you have no you have no DC books in your... in your pool, Oh, no, I do. Anymore. I okay. do. I just don't ever intend on reading them. Uh, Justice oh. League was... <laughs> Justice League was technically the last ongoing that I canceled. Okay. And I... I mean, I dug Snyder's Justice League until I... It, I agree. You dug it until you didn't. I'm uh-huh. exactly the same way. It, it, thank God it's ending. I agree. I'm <laughs> dropping that book as soon as... As soon as issue 39 yeah, comes out. So, I mean... 39, they can't even do 40. I know. Come on. I, that's what I thought. That's a, that's a more <laughs> round number. I mean, if he could do 40, he could do 50. Yeah. And if he could do 50, he could do 100. Do 100. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Jeez. Jesus Christ. We're really not asking Scott, for much. Scott Snyder, <laughs> Scott Snyder over there slacking and shit. Um, yeah. No, it, I agree with you. I'll, DC had a rough year, man. Big time. I mean, Is that the one that they have... Um, Batman who laughs in it is that the one that's uh, in, that's... He, he's appeared in it but he's mostly in the Batman Superman book oh yeah. okay but Batman who laughs is in fucking everything which is a big problem at DC mm-hmm. right now that they got this one character that everybody dug like oh cool let's put him in everything and they're using it's Wolverine back from the 90s much. dude you know? I'm so sick of that fucking character dude like the second he shows up in anything <laughs> I, I become so disinterested I'm like well fuck that <laughs> yeah. like my care goes down dramatically <laughs> Yeah, it's the exact opposite of Hoxpox, where when they have a character that has a really cool design, they mm. kill it in three fucking issues. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Who Laughs was cool in metal, had a cool introduction and everything, and then mm. like if they would have just put him away for a couple years, they could have brought him back and it would have been a big deal. It but been it was an like shit moment. But it was like and okay. and he's getting this miniseries with Snyder and Jock, and it's like okay, like that's gonna be his own book. So it's like if I don't want to read it, I don't have to, right? And then he's gonna show up in Justice League. And then he's gonna show up in Batman Superman. It's like, motherfucker! Like he's just gonna keep showing. Like, like yeah. now I can't avoid him. And That's now the he's problem. Infecting the whole DC universe. He's showing up in everything except for Batman because Tom King doesn't give a fuck about what anybody else is doing. So, like, the only book you would probably expect him to show up in, he's, he's not. not in. In. He's not in the main Batman title because, of course, not. Yeah, fuck that character. Man. <laughs> so yours was Doomsday Clock as well. So I guess yep. that's back to me. Um, yeah, DC had a rough year. Uh, Snyder's Justice League I thought had its moments but I, I'm I'm really ready for that ride to be over at this point um, Williamson's Flash I'm still reading it it still has its moments and it's still consistently good but it doesn't hit the highs that it did at one point for me anymore like I read it and I'm like this is good but it's just like I'm, I'm gonna keep buying it because it hasn't dropped off enough to me at this point and it's 80 plus issues in and it's just like well I want to get his whole fucking run like he's obviously been on the book this long I want to have the whole thing and like I said, I don't hate it. It's just not. There was a time where it's like, dude, Joshua Williamson's killing it on the Flash. It's not really that oh, anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. just like he's plateaued. Yeah, uh, it's like, just it's just good. It's just solid now. It's not. It it's its would, ceiling isn't very low. Neither I, is its floor. I guess. Like it's just it's just <laughs> right. You know. I I would say Flash War is when the Flash the, War was great. Was and then, great. That yep. was the last time the book was really good. Like the next couple arcs after that. I, was like, I would uh, agree. Uh, I would agree. And then Heroes in Crisis happened and ruined Wally for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't finish that. You. I, I'm I happy last, for you. I, I have the last issue in my. That life. was the most <laughs> fuck you DC moment of the year. I love Heroes Wally. in Crisis. Why do, you, um, why do you do him dirty? 
Don't, yeah. don't do them dirty. But uh, my DC book of the year is the Morrison Green Lantern book with Liam mm-hmm. Sharp because that's the only book that's like, at least it's aware of its fuck you DC-ness where it's like, <laughs> okay, you guys are obviously going downhill quick. We're just going to do this thing over here, which is what Morrison does anyways. Hmm. But it's, and it's Green Lantern. I mean, for the most part, you can just... Oh yeah, he put him off on and his own. It's and because it is Morrison. It's meta textual as hell. Which, if anyone that listens to podcast knows, I love a meta narrative. Like this, la- the last issue they did, the Green Lantern Black Stars number two, was a whole issue where Morrison just shits on DC. The whole, the whole issue, like they they reference the whole thing that Snyder's been doing in the the dark multiverse, whatever. But Morrison calls it the depressoverse because <laughs> everything's just sad and dark, like. It, it, he like he's just critiquing all the problems with DC in this comic book, and I'm like, dude, Morrison's the only one that could do this because like they gonna tell him no. What are they gonna do? They they love having his name on the book, so oh, yeah. like I'm sure they go to publishers like, fuck, this guy's just shitting on our publishing company for 22 pages, but like, what are we gonna do? Okay, because <laughs> like he even talks about like, yeah, you guys were doing this thing, and now you're not doing this thing anymore. It doesn't seem like nobody does it. Like no one has a plan. It's like, oh wow, you're like Morrison's not sugarcoating this at all. But um, yeah, it's, it's really good. I, I mentioned earlier Liam Sharp's artwork is incredible. I love Grant Morrison. He has his critics. I am one of them from time to time, but I also know when Morrison's good, he's really good, and I enjoy the crap out of this book. Even though half the time I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going, what's going on in this book. Like I have to read them multiple times, and it's one of those things where it's like, what's like the the old like cliche, like you have to see the whole tapestry, right? Like mm. Morrison, like reading it issue to issue, like this is okay, but I'm not really sure what it is. But it's one of those things like when this thing's done, I'm sure it's going to be kick-ass when you can just see the whole fucking theme because Morrison never does anything in the short run. So yeah, that's that's my thing. Mary, you didn't read any Marvel books this year, correct? I did not. Okay. And you won't let me pick the only X-Men book that I read just because I'm not letting you pick an year. X-Men book from 2004. Sorry, it's the only one that I only read for Book Club with McCord was Joss Whedon's X-Men. Oh. Like, no, I'm not letting you pick yeah. that for the best of 2019. <laughs> Maybe Discovery. Yeah, that could have been. Rude. Okay. Rude. No, I don't have a pick. All right, can you tell us about Hickman's X-Men more? Let me tell you about Hawkspox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go slap the hood of this bitch. Like, Let me tell you all about uh, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Yes. But well, she doesn't have a book anymore, does she? No, we got... Uh, I, I think it got canceled. Did it really? Okay. Because she was on West Coast Avengers, I think, which also got canceled, right? Yeah. That, that very quickly. Very, very <laughs> Poor fast. Kelly Thompson. That, that that hurts my heart a little bit. She's yeah. doing Deadpool. Which I also didn't read that book, so I guess I can't complain, but I'm like, I, I wish her a lot of success. Um. Yeah, Hawksbox is the rare time... First of all, it came out on time, like we... Like I said earlier, <laughs> my God, what event book comes out on time anymore? And that's not even a shot at DC. That's a shot at Marvel too. That's a shot at Hickman. That's a shot at. Sake. That's <laughs> a shot at comics. Yeah, yeah let, like definitely. I mean, well, I mean, even to be fair, a, a twelve-issue weekly series is tough for anybody. Like that's mm-hmm. not even really a shot at anybody. That's just saying, like, God damn it, like that's hard, man. And, and it's and it was um, consistently the. I I haven't read it. That's what that's probably would have been my pick if i read it from what it sounds like yeah. mm-hmm. but it was consistently the same two artists right they, they yeah. didn't have any leap did house so. and then somebody else did so that yeah. that in and of itself i mean that's pretty no, it was yeah it, it was really good um i and you have to say hawkspox you can't just say house or powers because there's no way you can separate those two books they're two sides of the same 
story. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's not. I mean, then they put them together, right? In the trade, and they yeah, do hard, the, yeah, the hardcover. It's is like them the, together. they're they're one story. Are they put together in a readable order, or is it like the first half? Oh house? my no, god, be better still not be. sealed. Oh, okay, so, uh, so don't I don't know, know. but okay. it, it couldn't. It, it has you, to be. You the, couldn't do that. Yeah, it has okay, to be. You have to read. Yes, like the way they released it. Like Powers was the last issue, and it firmly affects everything that was happening in house. I'd have to assume they did it in publishing order. Yeah, like to think so, but. I mean, yeah, okay. Marvel does some dumb <laughs> shit. Uh, Spider Verse hardcover. Um, but yeah, it it came out consistently, and it's the book. It changed everything without changing anything, mm-hmm. and that is something that is just so immensely clever and incredible that I I can't put into words. Like the Moira thing, it does change. It changes the whole Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Everything still counts. Like it didn't actually remove anything, and it's it, he, he was expanding on things. Yeah, he was expanding on things. Like this is now the tenth version of the Marvel universe. I, I'd like to say I know a lot of the story just from story time with McCord, and yeah. then after McCord left, story time. With I love Alex. that. That's a thing. <laughs> story time with McCord. I love that. That stuck. Hickman has that magic that I don't want to say Jeff Johns doesn't have anymore, but he just isn't as prominent in it anymore. But like that's that thing like Jeff Johns used to do on a regular basis, where it's like I'm gonna put these pieces in there. They give you a whole appreciation for this whole thing, but it doesn't fuck with it in any way. Like mm-hmm. being like, you know, like oh, Parallax wasn't just angry Green Lantern. It's a fucking parasite thing. You know what I mean? Like like those little things where it's like like he said, it doesn't change anything. Everything still happened, but like it's a retcon that fits organically. Like Hickman's good at that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean that yeah that second issue of House was just nuts. It was a roller coaster ride, honestly. Like it was just good. I uh, imagine Hickman's office just being like all these whiteboards of all this shit just like packed together. It's really. like one of those conspiracy theories. Yeah, like like <laughs> it ha- wouldn't it have to be because like Hickman, like even talking to Matthew Rosenberg when he said they all met at a coffee shop. Him, Kelly Thompson, uh, Tom Taylor, like they all met together to like go over what the plan for X Men was going to be going forward. And he's like, we sat there for hours. And he's like, when he heard the pitch, you loved it. But then like an hour later, you couldn't tell it to somebody. Like he's like, that's the whole thing. He's like, I know it and I get it, but I can't explain it to you. Yeah, I can't explain it to you. Like I imagine he must have just fucking notebooks of shit. Like I can't even imagine how his brain even works. I mean, the the data pages in these are oh yeah, they're, they're also and rich and oftentimes you see those in books and you're just like fuck it i'm not reading it you gotta read you had to yeah you've got to and again it was on time every issue you would see hickman or jordan white go go on twitter and say fuck we we missed something again yeah (laughs) like like they were definitely flying on the edge of their seats trying to get this book out and they would oh every week the first issue there's like a fairly big typo mm. like actually size typo and it's <laughs> like oh okay i guess that's how that works and that's why maybe reading it in trade is actually probably a good idea because they probably fix some they, of they, they fix some of it it might look a little bit better now hmm. um yeah hoxpox was hoxpox is dope y'all if nothing else people are talking about x-men again like other than like McCord, oh yeah, <laughs> we had people because, coming like, in. There's just... people like McCord that like are always gonna talk about the X Men because oh, yeah. he's a fan. Like he's he's with them for better or worse. But, like the comics community as a whole was talking about the X Men again, which they haven't been in quite some time. Yeah, we had people coming into the store that hadn't read comics in years because of this. Yeah, and they were like, I loved X Men, and I've heard this is happening. If you're gonna jump on, now is the time, and just the whole, be just the whole be prepared for insane. a ride. It was. It was 
fucking dumb. We couldn't keep the book onto the shelf until yeah. issue six. So I think he said even just his initial pitch was a five year, was a five year plan for X Men. So it's like yeah, fucking Hickman. He don't he ain't gonna do nothing for just like a oh let me do a quick six issue. Like he don't he don't believe in that shit. Yeah. The the best thing about Hickman was actually an interview with Kieran Gillen. He was like, I consider myself a planner. I'm not Jonathan Hickman planner, but I consider myself a planner. Yeah. And Gillen plans shit. Like that's oh, yeah. saying something. Oh yeah. There, there, there's few like that that are just like the the brilliant minds of comics that are just they're on that other level that just some of the other guys I'm like you're good but you're not you're not like that <laughs> you know you ain't over there doing that thing yeah okay do you have a Marvel did you read a there Marvel is, yes, comic book yes. this year um, I feel that like I said uh, Hawks Pox probably would have been it hell Spider-Man Life Story might have been it if I had a chance to read it but the one book that kept coming back to me from Every, like Kenny, you, McCord, hmm. uh, Daredevil. Oh, did you read it? I, I read the first trade of Daredevil, oh. and it was that was that was a close runner up for favorite artist because that art is oh. gorgeous. Oh, oh Marcus Chetto, yeah. Yes. Oh, he's oh. fucking no god. Yeah. Um, very good. It took me. It took me. It only gets better too. You only read that first six f- issues, but five. Oh, it's only five. Yeah. Oh, okay, it, that, that it's fucking what, thing... it, I I ended with Spider Man coming to him. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that thing just keeps fucking building, dude. Like it, it, we're still in that same like. It's not like Zdarsky's not doing like here's a story arc. Here's like it's just a oh, one yeah. big old fucking thing. Like the uh, when he gets arrested and the Punisher breaks him out, and oh. then he goes he. <laughs> The whole issue where they're just arguing with each oh, other. Yeah, and it's like dude. the Punisher's like, I've been following you. I've been waiting. I've been yeah. waiting for this day. I'm like it doesn't oh, feel like Zdarsky at all. Like like what I had known of him, whatever. The first the first issue, most of the first issue did, and it okay. took me a bit to kind of get okay. Like I was like, okay, when this everyone was saying this is so amazing, mm. and then like near the end of that first issue, and then the rest, it was just like, okay, we're we're growing, we're That's going Ah, oh, dude, him running around with with. Like the Daredevil pants and the mask, but yeah. the Punisher T-shirt was oh, awesome. Let's kick ass. <laughs> so Darcy's not afraid to take that book to some dark places. There's an issue you didn't get to. That's one of my other favorite single issues of the year. That's just him and Reed Richards playing chess for almost the whole issue, and it's almost just entirely dialogue talking about God, like f- from a Catholic's point of view to a science mm. per- point of view. Like Reed Richards being like, I've seen some crazy shit in this life. He's like, I don't know who what's if I'm to say that there's one creator of everything, but if there is, I don't think it's what you think it is. And like, it's just it's really fucking amazing. Like, Zdarsky's putting his philosopher hat on a little bit, but it's it doesn't come off as like pretentious of like, let me I'm gonna teach you some shit, which using these characters, it doesn't feel like that. It's just like, oh, this is some really good like intrigue shit. Daredevil's my book of the year, by the way. Just nice. to, okay. <laughs> just, to, just to spare the fucking. And Spider-Man Life Story is one of those books that probably like any other year it would have been. It would have been book of the year because Spider-Man Life Story is amazing. But dude, Daredevil to me is just on another level. So Daredevil better than Life Story yeah. for you. Okay. Just, I don't know. It's hard because there's more of it too. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like what you like, I love those issues as they were coming out. But now that we have more, I feel like like hearing you read the first trade, I'm like, you've always scratched the surface. Well, of, like, we're out of what trade two at the is. store, so I got to wait a bit. For so because I think there are 15 issues in now. So it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm like, dude, I hope he's on this book for a long time because I'm digging the fuck out of it. It's my favorite book hope every does, time like, it comes Bendis out. like a Bendis size or a Brubaker size run on it. I think it has a potential. But the Bendis run is my favorite run on Daredevil. But this run already has, I feel like, a potential to top it if it if it continues if on the way that it's off. going. Yeah. The fact I love, I loved um, 
Fisk, like Wesley going, is this something we've done when he, you know, when yeah. they're like, he's killed somebody like, and, but he feels he's set up and Wesley's mm. like, is this something we've done? No, but we're yeah. going to go watch this yeah. because it isn't something I've done and I want to go. <laughs> he's like, he's like just intrigued. He's yeah. like, we're going to see what he's goes like, down. Go, we're stopping. We're getting some fucking popcorn. We're going to watch what Zdarsky happens. creates that cool new detective character, Cole or whatever mm-hmm. his yeah. name is. It's the transfer guy that he, he takes on a different role eventually that him and Daredevil form a relationship later on. Okay. But the fact that like, I, I can, I can see that. Happen. The fact that Zdarsky like gets him out of the Daredevil costume within the first three to four issues. And like, here we are 15 issues in, he's still not Daredevil again. Like, That's like the whole Bendis run. I yeah, mean, they're, they're... It's, it's true. But I mean, Bendis was like, we're going to out, we're going to out his ass. And yeah. that's why he's not going to be Daredevil. Exactly. This one's more just like, it's a conflict of Matt Murdock trying to deal with his like moral obligation to help people while also feeling guilty as a Catholic and feeling like he harmed somebody. Like, I don't know. Zdarsky's doing some really cool shit with that book, man. Well, there's uh, even that, uh, because it's so fresh on my mind those first five issues um when he is trying to justify it because i mean he even goes to the church mm-hmm. you know and he's he wants to see the priest but he's not there and they're like well if you're helping people you know go, oh, I go love and that. help where, people where he was talking about stealing shit as a little kid i love that scene so much where he's well, like there's a difference between god's law and man's law but it flashes to a scene where he's just beating the crap out of people and he's got a knife and mm-hmm. he's like it's in the middle of like swiping and you see the blood and he's got a smile and he's like yeah i'm helping people I'm like, yeah you're psycho, dude. Because, <laughs> like, there's a flashback thing of, like, a young Matt Murdock where he's talking to the, what are they called, priests or whatever. I don't know, Catholic reverence, whatever. I don't know what they're called. I'm not a religious man. But <laughs> he's talking to the priest guy, whatever, and he's, like, telling him that, like, oh, like, somebody stole this thing from this other kid at my school. And he was going so, to get it back. So he broke into the kid's house and stole it back or whatever. He's like, that's a good thing, right? Like, I returned it to his, and the, he's like, well, he's like, there's a difference between, like, man's law and God's law. It's like, in the eyes of God, you return something to this kid's rightful owner, but like by letter of the law, you also broke into somebody's home. So like you gotta, you gotta learn to like tell that line basically. Well, and I, and I like his little smart ass comment. Like I entered, I didn't break. Yeah. And the dad, his dad's like, look, he's, he sounds like a lawyer, you know? <laughs> I mean, quick shout outs. I mean, Marvel this year was fucking amazing. Shout out to like Kelly Thompson's captain Marvel, which is, Another book that like a lot of years could be in the running for this, for best for one of my favorite books of the year. Spider-Man: Life Story is incredible. Jason Aaron's Avengers is still very fun. Uh, yeah, dude, Marvel this year has been fantastic. It's been it's been everything. That's not even counting all the Hickman shit that Kenny's already elaborated on. So that's uh, yeah, uh-huh. Daredevil, man, it's a thing. Uh, no weekly picks because I think we basically just did a whole fucking podcast worth of weekly picks. So that's fair, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next week we'll be back here with our next creator focus episode, which is Mark Miller, which is way overdue because we did the last one like two months ago because shit got crazy and there was a Star Wars movie that came out. <laughs> and Mary's like, damn it, god damn it. Maybe that's coming. We're we gonna week? get that Frank Miller one that she got the notes already for. <laughs> was it Frank Miller? It was Frank. Miller. <laughs> if Lock and Key is not TV show of the year it's next fire. year, then something okay, went wrong. Fire. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Lock and Key show of the... If Lock and Key is not TV show of the oh. year of 2020, then something went wrong. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> somebody had failed me. When is that? Is that February? February? Yeah, February. Yeah. Do you guys have any anticipations for 2020? I Mine's Lock and Key. Lock and Key, that's yeah. I mean, that's the easy one. Obviously, you got the rest of the Disney Plus stuff. Like, I think we'll get right. Falcon and Winter Soldier 2020. I think that's the only Marvel show we get. No, we get WandaVision. We get WandaVision Oh, first. WandaVision 2. That, oh. that got announced. That oh, that's right. Plus, I mean, like... Black Widow movie I don't think does too much for me. 
on the surface, but I, I also know that I'm going to be there and I'll probably love it. But just like as far as like hype, I'm like, yeah, there was a creepy horror movie I saw an ad for called The Turning that I was so excited for. The Turning, yeah. And then when when it popped up, like the date and it was like PG-13, I was like, God it's damn not it. Gonna be good. <laughs> I wish I could give a shit about Birds of Prey, but I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> We're still we'll still see that one, too. I'm even surprised that I can't hype myself up more for Wonder Woman. Like, Like, I'm thinking, like, I should be more excited for this, and maybe by the time it comes out, I will be. But right now, I'm just like, yeah, that's Mm. that's coming out. You know, that's a thing. I don't know. I just feel like the bar has been set too too much from like Endgame and stuff. Whatever. It's just it's harder to get excited about like just a Wonder Woman movie now. You know, I don't know. And I I feel that with what you said about Black Widow because we had Spider Man right after Endgame, and it felt. I mean, that story felt very much like. Here's like the bookend of everything you yeah. saw. And so Black Widow, granted, it it comes in between, what is it like? It comes after Civil War is what I Okay, heard. Civil War, between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. So it's, it's supposed to be when she's on the run after helping. Yeah, it's, yeah. We'll see how Marvel pulls things off after Endgame. Where it's I like, guess. then it should have just fucking came out after Civil War. Yeah, That's what it should have done. Exactly. It's going to be hard not to judge the movie through that lens because I'm like, you guys fucked up and you're trying to retcon this to. To be like, see, look, we gave her a movie. Like, you did way after the fact. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, don't pull that shit with me. <laughs> Lock and Key I'm excited for because I think 2019 was a really good year for comic book TV shows of non-traditional, like, superhero properties with things like Umbrella Academy and The Boys and, sh- I mean, even Doom oh, Patrol, yeah. right? Like, so... Uh, Those like, are three, the three great ones you just mentioned. You know, right so it's like, I mean, I guess even Watchmen technically is, you know, not your typical. So it's like lock and key. I'm like, the time is now. Like pe- people are going to start taking more and more chances on these obscure comic properties for TV shows. And I think like streaming is the future. Like just keep, keep doing shit like that. Like Umbrella Academy was huge this year. And the boys like season two is already coming out. Like that was a fucking monster too, which was good for Amazon prime. Cause I feel like that yeah. was, they needed a big, a big show like that so good for that oh i remember the one okay so i couldn't remember um when you said doomsday clock was your dc book of the year i was like that's not the one i thought it was going to be and i couldn't remember what i thought it was going to be i thought you were going to pick naomi naomi was good that's the Um, one i expected you to pick yeah, no. But you just didn't want to mention Bendis' name in my presence. No, you will. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I still love Bendis. I, I'm very upset he, he made the switch to DC. But uh, I'm, you know, there's not a lot for me to read at this point. Naomi was really picking up that first issue on a whim. Was like, mm-hmm. well, let's give it a shot. It's something that's not Superman. So and yeah, in the was, first page, was, you're like Superman. <laughs> but but the the stuff, the way he used Superman in that was oh, it was well great. Done. Yeah, it was really yeah. great. Yeah, Naomi was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Kenny, where can people find your your rants and your opinions <laughs> on, on not not X Men but video game topics? I mean, it, it crosses over every once in a while. Um, because it was never we're all video game geeks, right? It's just yeah, it was called We Are All Geeks for a reason. I, <laughs> I reserve the right to go on tangents about whatever the hell I want there. But it's I reserve mo- the right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, so We Are All Geeks, uh, Facebook.com uh, slash We Are All Geeks. Um, W-A-A-G show.com will take us to, right to our YouTube channel. And, of course, We Are All Geeks on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe. If you have a Gmail account even, you have a YouTube account. Go give us a goddamn sub. We're trying to get to 100 <laughs> so that we can get our own YouTube URL. 
that is a huge is that, goal. Oh, is that how that works? Yes, you have to oh. get 100 subs and be active. Well, goddamn it, Kylie, go subscribe. Yeah, come on, Kylie. We need some. What? What was it? Just me? Listen, I'm already subscribed. You're the old man that doesn't know how to use technology. Hasn't subscribed to his YouTube channel. His phone's right here. I'll do it for you. Okay, whatever, whatever I got to do. But yeah, I'm trying to hit that goal. Um, we got some cool things. Go subscribe, then unsubscribe, then subscribe again. Someone told me that works. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It does not. I have. I'm like that. That makes no damn. That makes no damn sense. Never, never hit that unsubscribe button, please. Um, yeah, we could, we could really unless it just turns to shit. I mean. Then, then. No, never. No, if it turns <laughs> to shit, that's the best time to watch. <laughs> Kylie, it's, that's that's the implosion. When Kenny tells just you about how he could have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let me tell you about how I should have won the Super Bowl. I'll start in New York City with Reggie Bush. No, um, that <laughs> everybody the, was just like, "What just happened?" <laughs> that is the beginning. Of that Kylie's story. sitting here. What is this YouTube? <laughs> oh, I know YouTube. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, big big things in the works over there. Um, He's like, next... "Is it like porn tube?" Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big big stuff in the works over there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get to some of it. Um, it you know, assuming we get subscribers, you know, I'm just telling the truth. Make sure you guys check out Kylie's other podcast, Nerd Dome Podcast. Hashtag fuck you, Charles. Because um, that's the thing. Um, yeah, Nerd Dome Podcast. What you guys do? Did you guys do a podcast this week? Uh, talk Mandalorian and more Galaxy's Edge stuff. Oh, okay, it's just becoming a Star Wars podcast at this point. Yeah, basically. Star Wars and Star Trek. Unless occasion. it's me, Ryan, and Luke. If it's just the three of us, then it will it will definitely just turn into Star Trek. So. That's fair. <laughs> All right, Mark Miller next week. We got some fun stuff coming up for you guys, hopefully. So uh we're excited to go into another year. Uh kind of, we're already there, but yeah, but I mean another year's worth of, of podcasts. Now that yeah. Doomsday Clock is over, we're gonna start doing our issue by issue analysis of Watchmen, which is gonna be fun. Guy was like, "Oh, he's like fun is one way to put it." Like, but at least, read that at least it will come out on time. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, we're Once not waiting month. on anybody's release schedule, <laughs> which is gonna be great. Thank you guys so much. Check us out everywhere. For- Fortress of Comedy Podcast. Uh, you know all the socials: Audio Boom, SoundCloud, really iTunes, great. Spotify. Yeah, all that stuff. We're on SoundCloud. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about where we are. <laughs> when did that happen? Don't worry about where we are. Okay? Stitcher, all those, all those places. We're not on iHeartRadio though. No. That's one we don't got. Yeah, but hardly anyone's on iHeartRadio. So yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kenny. And in 2019, I watched the Schwamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now he has 20/20 vision. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>